So as part of our Nova coverage, uh, I am very happy to be joined um, by Phil, whose last name I can't remember how to pronounce this time, but we've spoken already, haven't we, Phil? Uh, yeah, we have in the lost episode. It was a lost episode. It was really great and insightful. Um, and we spoke about a lot of stuff, and it was really great. Yeah. But uh, you're currently in a hotel room at Nova, three sheets to the wind, half cut. So this is probably going to be less ex- insightful, but more entertaining, I'd imagine. So I mean, I'm a little... Because I'm three sheets to the wind, I think I can uh, probably talk more about stuff. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. It might be even more enlightening. Okay, here we go. Uh, so, of course, Nova is one of the highlights of the competitive calendar for 40k it's one of like the three biggest events without any sort of argument there on on the whole calendar alongside probably adepticon and lvo um and it's expanded as well um in in many directions you're in charge of like the serious gaming competitive side but of course there's other there's a narrative now. There's 30k stuff there now. Is there, is there doubles as well? Something like that? Uh, so we have a trios that's going to be running at the same time as yep. the Invitational. So it, And the trios is more like narrative type area. But apparently I heard you're allowed to run Revenants, which doesn't sound right to no, me. But forge whatever. Forge narrative for those Revenants, man. For, forging it hard. Pulsaring your way to great narratives. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, you've got what is it? About a hundred and thirty odd, I think you said entrance. So in. we actually had a nice big old boost a couple of days ago. So we're at like one fifty three, one fifty four mark. Ooh. So I expect about ten people not to show up. So I think we're in the one forty, one fifty area right now. Good stuff. And what's the format in terms of like pairings and brackets and what have you? All right, so Nova has an interesting format. Uh, a lot of places just do it based off win-loss, battle points, stuff like that. Uh, what we do is we pair you based off of your win path. So uh, if it's game three uh, and you're, you are 3-0, and you're going to play another 3-0 and player. If you are 2-1 and and your first loss was the first game, you're going to play a person who is 2-1 and as well, and their first loss is the first game. Because at Nova, we, we understand that there's a different mindset between two and ones, where, and it, depending on where those people have lost. So if yeah. uh, I'm two, two and one and I lost my third game, I'm going to be in a completely different mindset than a two and one who lost their first game. You know? So uh, we, we, we pair off that. Battle points is tiebreakers. And then if we need a third tiebreaker, which rarely happens but sometimes happens, it's uh, points destroyed. Uh, Nova, of course, is famous for its mission formats as well, and you've revamped the missions this year, um, and even more variety. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about how your missions are structured uh, in terms of primary, secondary, and tertiary, and the choices that you give the people there? Because that's one of my favorite things, I think, about Nova. Yeah, I think uh, I think the, mission, the Nova missions are very unique. Uh, so we have a total of 19 points that you can earn in-game and then six points after the game is end. And that sounds odd when I say it right now, but it'll become more clear as I explain it. So um, that's during the like, game... That's not through like arm wrestling or like fist fights in the car park or anything like that. Oh, no, 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 no. It's through in-game actions and uh, uh, playing against your opponent and stuff. So uh, we have three different uh, missions uh, or 
not three different missions. We have three different objectives in a mission. Our primary objectives, uh, uh, you can choose what, what primary objectives you have. So in every mission, you'll have an endgame mission where it's like an eternal war mission from the rule book. So you, you score your objectives at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And then you'll also have the choice of doing progressive missions where you scroll your obje- score your objectives during the game. And um, I got a text. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, which means like on turn two, you'll start scoring objectives. And depending on how many objectives you, you, you control compared to your, your opponent, you can earn one to three points. Uh, our primary objectives, you can score a max of nine points. Secondary objectives is unique as well. We have a pool of uh, 13 different objectives that you can choose from. And depending on what you're playing, what your opponent is playing, or what your mission is, or whatever you feel like, you can pick from this pool each time. And each one of you get to pick three of them, and each one of those are worth two points each. So you can negate a maximum of six points. Uh, those range from the standard rule books of First Blood, Line Breaker, Slay the Warlord, to uh, through attrition victory. So if you're going up against super heavies or gargantuans, like a, if you're going up against a knight player, you can earn all six points by just destroying their knights. You know, uh, you can also mark a unit for death. So if you kill this unit, you've gained two points. Uh, you can. Uh, Get it for a moment of bloodshed, which is like kill three units in a turn, gain two points. Um, so that sounds tertiary... kind of like uh, Maelstrom-ish, I guess. Yeah. Uh, our secondaries are very unique in that gener- that uh, thing in, in our missions. And uh, uh, our missions are pretty much the same from last year. We've just expanded the secondary mission pool because we feel at the Nova, like that's very Nova-ish, like... The secondary picking your secondaries is really cool in my opinion, and like I figure a lot of people like to do that as well. I mean, so, it also, uh, we, it we've also allows it. you to overcome some like some kind of shitty draws in the bracket as well. I guess. Oh yeah. You know, like. I mean, uh, as a, uh, last year, I was a Thunderstar player, and uh, every opponent I played against would always pick uh, strike the rank and file, which is kill all of your enemy's troops. And then marked for death one of my two scout units. Yeah. So, like, my two scout units would always give up four points. And as a Thunderstar player, I would come to the table going, all right, I have to make up these four points somehow immediately because they're going to kill my, my yeah. stuff, you know. Like, that, that's going to happen. And then um, our tertiary is uh, what we call Butcher's Bill. Uh, from turns two through five, you gain a, a singular point from killing a unit. Uh, so example is on turn two, I kill a unit of Eldar jet bikes. I gain a point, uh, turn three, I kill three Eldar jet bike units. I only gain a singular point because that, that, that's how the rule works, you know? So it kind of promotes like, well, I don't want to like just blow you off the table on turn one. I need to be able to gain my points throughout the game, you know? And it also, uh, we also don't have a kill points mission, so this is our nod to kill points, you know. So you have no um, main, sorry, no primary kill points mission at all in the pack. No primary, but we do have a mission secondary and the tertiary, obviously, what I just said. Uh, our secondary is kill points. You can gain two points by killing more units than your opponent so does. So that, that means that, you know, Gladius, I guess, can play and it's not guaranteed to lose one out of every six games. 
exactly and can compete obviously in uh, uh, it gives gives um, the opposition the 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 ability to compete against them i guess uh, in secondary mm-hmm. and tertiary if there's no hope of beating them on uh, on primary progressive objectives or whatever you're playing so yeah, yeah that's, we... that's why i like that I, I like the way you guys do it because i think through through missions is probably the best way to balance yeah. stuff, and, I mean, we, and we spoke about this briefly before, didn't we? Regarding like the, making rules changes and erratas and what have you, and we'll get into probably. that a little bit later on in the uh, <laughs> into the into the discussion as well. But <clears throat> yeah, I, I, you know, I don't want to yeah. blow smoke up you guys' backsides, but yeah, for me, I, I really enjoy how you guys I mean, yeah. put together the, the missions. We we here feel like that you should be able to bring an army of whatever and still have a chance of winning. Uh, when these missions were being developed, uh, it was sixth edition. So, like, you can see the age of them, but like, they're still relevant today. But uh, Mike Brandt, the uh, CEO of Nova Open, uh, he when he was developing them, he was playing with a Dark Angels Gladius essentially before Gladius was a thing because it was sixth edition versus a Seer Council, and he managed to win consistently like 13 to 12 with these missions you know and it's like back then that was unheard of that dark angels were able to actually do anything versus an eldar seer council you know so i i think the missions are unique and they are they're the the secondaries kind of like being able to pick your secondaries and being able to pick your primary are just like this is kind of awesome you know like i can just bring whatever and depending on who i'm playing against or depending on what I'm playing with, I can just consistently get my points and do well, you know. Oh, um, I forgot also that we have a fourth way to gain points in our missions now. Um, uh-huh. It's um, it's uh, differential. So uh, at the end of the game, once we tally up our mission points, you can earn a total of up to six points. Uh, based off the differential of your the you and your, your opponent. So if uh, I'm playing Jesse, you know Jesse gets 18 and I get well, you a lost 19. then. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 uh, you got that backwards, Phil. You're playing me. You've already lost the Jesse, game. Jesse, this is my story. We're going with my <laughs> but, rules here, boy. But, but you uh, lost. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand that what would really happen in real life, but I'm just gonna do a di- like a story here. Um. So. Uh, so let's say Jesse and I are playing, he gets, I get a 19, he gets an 18. So because of the differential, I now have a 20. Jesse still has his 18. Uh, if I were to play some, uh, someone else and let's say I get a 15 and they have a, uh, seven, I now have a 21 because the max is still six comparative to their seven and they still have their seven. So we'll never take your points away. We just add points to ourselves to to the top one. Okay, that makes sense. And, what's, and the, yeah, uh, what's the reasoning behind that? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, so last year, and this is all hearsay because I can't really like pinpoint. Okay, this table it happened on, but there was a lot of talk about people going. All right, well, I got my nineteen, you know. So normally you're supposed to get a seven. But uh, why don't you just take your 18 so I don't screw you too hard? I still got my 19 and I win, so we'll go on to the next match like that. So we heard a lot of complaints that that was a thing. Uh, Like I said, it was hearsay. But 
I'd like to nip, we wanted to nip that in the butt. So we created the differential. You know? So yeah, it actually becomes a thing of winning by, mm. you know, as much as there, there were also, there was also some complaints where it was like, well, we're playing two different missions. I don't really have to interact with my opponent's army. So why don't we just do it like that? And because there's a differential, you're kind of motivated to say, no, I don't want you scoring that on your turn. So I'll actually like mm. be aggressive, more aggressive towards you. So. Yeah. Another, another good thing. Another good thing I like about your, uh, about your mission packs. Um, so yeah. what about like rules and everything? Have you come across any interesting rules that, that you guys had to, to kind of figure out? So yeah, uh, let's... are you using the GW FAQs? Yeah. Are you playing death from the skies? Do you like <laughs> flyers? Do you still stand on your head after playing somebody with Death from the Skies? Uh, so let me take one of those at a time. Uh, we are using the Death from the Skies uh, supplement or expansion or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we are not using the GWFAQs because even I'm not even sure. I haven't checked the internet today all day today, but uh, pretty sure they're still not official on their website, you know. And uh, I didn't want to make a draft format uh charge people to play in a draft type yeah. situation you know they're, they're for testing uh, still they're not for like the one of the biggest events of the year you know I yeah mean, i mean i feel like 90 percent of the faqs are going to remain the same but i can't say that with 100 percent certainty so i can't be like yo uh play these draft FAQs for me. And some of you know, it's complete so. fucking nonsense as well, let's be honest. So. Yeah, there's a lot of contradictions, so I'd have to go back and be like, oh, this doesn't work like that, you know? Yeah. So it's just easier to work off the FAQ that I've been updating for the past year. Yeah. You know? when, we, when we were doing the uh, the ATC coverage, I think it was, it was uh, and the ETC coverage, it was kind of like... Uh, well, we're going to use the we're going to use the games workshop main rules, and then we're going to use uh, we're going to use ITC, uh, and then we're going to yeah. use then we're going to use the FAQs on top of that, but like only where we say we're going to use it. Oh, and then we've got our own uh, FAQ as well, and it's like yeah, yeah, that's 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 complicated to, to to do, especially when you've been playing for nine hours a day for three days in a row. Yes, yeah. I mean I was at ATC as well, and like. <laughs> I knew the FAQs were being like this 80 page document, but it's like, I reviewed it once. It's mostly the same thing as the FAQs that we run now, you know, and we were off to the races. So, I mean, the GW FAQs aren't a hundred percent like garbage in my eyes. They're like 95% good. And then 5%, like, what were you thinking? You know, but I still can't like, Say yeah, we're using those these draft FAQs, you know. Yeah, that makes no sense. <sighs> um, what sort of stuff are you expecting to see? Oh man, uh, a lot of Eldar. I know that's a cop out, uh, but we are uh, we are a raw event, so we see uh, warp spiders as unlimited jumps. So I expect to see a lot of warp spiders. Uh, I expect to honestly, now that I think about it, more Wolfen stars. Uh, we do since we are raw and we're not using the GWFAQs and Errata's uh, Thunder Iron Priests on Thunderwolves are uh, strength, strength nine, nine here. as they should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, I, I think the smarter people are going to start running, uh, Wolfen. And of course there's no, uh, there's no FAQ on, uh, uh, rules not working with independent characters when they join units when those rules say they affect the whole unit so uh, I'm sure that's yeah. the stuff there that still works that, that wouldn't work pretty much <laughs> yeah I mean you still can't like wolf and charge uh, run and then charge with like a rune priest or whatever in there because the unit runs not the wolf and plus the iron priest that just stands there runs uh, <laughs> but um yeah, uh, I mean, I think I, th- I think you're going to see a lot of Wolf and Stars. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of Eldar, and uh, I think you're just going to see a lot of Death Stars in general. Uh, demons? I mean, yeah, Demons. Like, I, I throw them in Death Stars, but uh, probably Incursion Demons are going to be really good yeah, with the... No, uh, no, uh, no um, corruption changes as well. Yeah, I, actually, we have an FAQ with corruption. Uh, okay. We uh, we don't allow like uh, turbo boosting around a unit. Like you have to be there at the end of the phase in order to corrupt it. End of the phase. Unquote. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So you can't I, do flybys. I, I, you can't do flybys. I think that's unreasonable to expect to do any flybys like that. But uh, I, I think I think I think it's still really good, and I think you'll see it a lot. You know, in fact, I know Jared Friedman is playing that. Uh, I saw I was watching him play a test game versus Eric Hoger before I started doing this one. And he was playing the incursion list. Do you think I'm um, talking about how things are interacting um, and obviously no, no FAQ. Now, I asked a couple of the guys that I've spoke to that are involved in the Invitational about this. <clears throat> Do you feel like Nova is kind of like a last hurrah for 40K as we have come to know and love slash hate it over the last maybe six months to a year. Um, I hundred, I hundred percent believe that we will be in eighth edition next Nova. Yeah. Uh, so yes, this is the last hurrah of rules is written, you know? So I mean, even, <laughs> even in terms of like large scale events, not just Nova, um, you know, the, 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 all the draft FAQs are out now they're done. Um, yeah. So I, all we're waiting for is the official, Official one. Um, I'm not sure what the next big event is after after Nova, but I can't imagine. Uh, so there's Warzone, but that's Warzone Atlanta, but that's only a hundred, hundred ten people. Mm. But then the next one after that, I believe, is uh, LVO at four hundred. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'd imagine by the time we get to LVO, there will be official new rules. Yeah, for uh, no, for I hundred kinds of stuff. I hundred percent ex- expect that this is like the last raw of shenanigans at Nova. <laughs> <clears throat> good I'm, I'm glad to see the back of it personally um yeah me too a little bit <laughs> but yeah everyone's uh bringing bringing what they want letting it all hang out um so in terms of putting nova together obviously you've been involved for a while now when did you start so uh this is my second year as the lead of nova yep. uh my first year was last year um i so it's kind of a long story. Uh, I kind of, I've been playing this game off and on since like 3.5, you know, and uh, when uh, I started playing tournaments in 6th edition, uh, I started feeling a little bit of uh, that, I don't want to play this uh, anymore. Mm. Uh, but I really liked the community that I was a part of and all my friends that I made uh, at, at GTs and other tournaments. You Careful know. throwing around that F word there, Phil. Friends? 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so I, uh, I went up to Mike Brandt, uh, and I said, Hey Mike, you know, uh, I don't feel like playing in the GT, but I do want to be a part of Nova. Uh, who do I talk to about being a rules judge or helping for that? And Mike was like, you talk to me, congratulations, you're a judge. It's like, great. So a couple of months goes by and I get an email that says, Leeds, uh, you need to all do this for before the Nova. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I'm not a lead. I'm just a fucking rules judge, you know? And uh, I sent an email to Mike. I'm like, hey, Mike, I got this weird email. What's going on? He was like, oh, uh, our old lead dropped. Uh, congratulations, you're the new lead. I was like, oh, okay. You know, so uh, ever since then, I've just been the lead of Nova. He's and been I've, trying to learn how to play 40K. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how Sorry. to play 40K lead, properly. Lead of Nova. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Continue. I love it. Uh, it it's uh, a great thing. Uh, I was honestly thinking about not doing it next year, but, you know, I'm here now. I really love everyone here and – the amount of work just being here makes it, uh, you know, worth it. So I think I'm going to continue doing it for the foreseeable future, you know. Good shit. Good shit. And we need, you know, we need more people that have the patience and uh, more importantly, the patience to do this shit. Oh. Because <laughs> otherwise. I mean, there's sometimes where I just look at email questions and I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll worry about this after lunch and then just like go on and do everything else, you know. Like, you should have uh, just a, a good macro one. where you can just press one button. And yeah, the, the, there was you, one that let I got people this know morning. that you are this, using Death from the Skies. That's yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, no, there was you an, an answer. Are you using Death from the Skies? Yes, I answered that already earlier, Jesse. You just need to uh, pay attention, you know. But no, there was an email I got this morning asking if we were allowing piranhas to from the formation to come on and off on the same turn, and they were like trying to cite base rule book, like. Codex overriding base rule book, and I'm like, dude, one, that argument doesn't matter because we're not playing the GWFAQ, and two, yes, you can do that. I, I don't understand why we're having this conversation, you know. So <laughs> he's, just, he's just he's just like used to it from uh, from having to explain it to all his local TOs. <clears throat> yeah, probably. It's like what? Yes, like I don't have to yeah. explain anything to you or argue anything or. Like, like no, put, I put understand what, what's going on. <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and I get all my parts back and all my missiles back. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, how you guys playing the um, immobilized stuff? So if they immobilize shit on purpose and then go after, they come back on four strength units, or what happens? Uh, so the immobilized piranha will just be a single unit, and yeah. it'll be full. Like it'll still be able to move, but the um, what is it? The the unit the that uh, two. the remaining one will come back with the second one, you know. So it's not like you're gonna ha get four out of this. You're only gonna get an extra. <laughs> you're gonna have three total, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you do get bonus ones back, but yeah, I mean, but all good. Yeah, you are definitely playing like no limit hold'em here. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's all it's, in. Uh, yeah. I feel like there are going to be some feel bad experiences, which is unfortunate, <laughs> but uh, that's 40k right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not much I can really do about that. So, do you want to talk to us a little bit about your, um, well, not just you, sorry, Nova's um, stance on, on all this stuff and 
you know how important it is to balance out um, the experience of players alongside you know just encouraging people to actually use their brains and find solutions to game problems rather than just nerfing everything straight away as soon as you can. So, I mean, I want you to come to my event or the Nova in general and have a good time. Like, that is our first and utmost point of the Nova, you know. The Nova stance on comping rules is we try not to do that. We we only have uh, two comped rules, and that is uh, Strength D on a 6. It's just three wounds with no armor or invuln saves allowed. And then Stomping out of combat, uh, if you get a 6 on a stomp on a unit on that is out of combat with the Super Heavy or Gargantuan, it is a five. Uh, we are actually unique in the United States uh, because we are like the only format that actually allows stomping out of combat. Uh, other Just than that, like the FAQs are done. Uh, I mean, I feel like other formats, even after the FAQ, will still not allow stomping out of combat. I believe the Reese has 100% admitted that, or not admitted, because saying admitted means like he did something wrong, but has said, has he's acknowledged that the no stomping out of combat is a rules change from the base rulebook, you know? Um so we, we try not to do that. We are a raw event. Uh, most of our rulings, I try to read it as raw as possible. Uh, I try to say it's reasonable raw. Uh, there are some things where you're just like, well, the raw is this, but that's not reasonable at all. I mean, our, our, first, uh, our first priority is to have people enjoy their game or enjoy their time at the Nova and our second is playing the game as it's presented to us. So um, it, it leads us to not changing rules at all and just having a very raw interpretation of said rules, you know. And obviously, um, over the years, Nova's expanded the tournaments that are, well, not just tournaments, the, sorry, the events that are... Uh, the convention. The convention a, yeah, has expanded yeah, every year. That are on offer. So if you don't want to play super hard-nosed, competitive 40K, um, there's other events that you can enter anyway if you just want to come and drink some beers and push some toy soldiers around the table and uh, hang out and chill yeah, out I mean, and socialize. We yeah, have a narrative <laughs> event. We have a trios event. We have a 30K event. We have Age of Sigmar. We have X-Wing. We have... Imperial Assault, we have Malifaux. Hobbit, apparently, is up to like 36 players this That's year. That's not a real game. I mean, I I went down and saw the Hobbit stuff today. It is amazing. The terrain is amazing. And they have like 30-some-odd players to play in it. So, I, I mean, you, you can say it's not a real game, but <laughs> apparently it is. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, if people don't want to play hard-nosed rules as written that type of 40k there's uh, different definitely different flavors of 40k that they can play as well yep. um which, which is good yep. it obviously obviously nova is a large size convention now uh, you're able to accommodate different types of gameplay obviously as games workshop is acknowledging that there are different types of gameplay and you're able to accommodate them so it probably allows you to yeah be more hardline with your rules interpretation and and be more raw um yeah, which is which is cool, you know. It's it's, it's a nice yeah, luxury I mean, to have. 
we we have a tradition of being a raw event as well, but like because we're not just a a forty k GT, we're 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 now a convention, you know, like not as big as Adepticon, but like if you were to say compare what Nova is to like Adepticon or LVO, I would say it's more akin to Adepticon, mm. you know. Uh, but yeah, because of that, I'm more able to do a strict line raw you know yeah it gives you that gives you that leeway uh, and you're not so much spoiling people's uh well sorry you're not <laughs> i keep saying your uh, people's yeah. experiences will not be spoiled by um sort of rulings and interpretations that they might not be used to um if then if they're not up for that sort of gameplay then they can enter the narrative or the trios or you know yeah exactly that's why we want we have so many events you know we want to be able to have everyone show up and have a good time you know and if it's cutthroat raw 40k isn't your deal maybe the narrative is is your thing if you want to see primarchs on the table maybe 30k is your thing you know so the more the merrier we say what's your thing jesse uh, his thing is apparently Flames of War in Canada. That's why he cannot be here at the Nova. <laughs> Boom. He's not even he's not even acknowledging us at the moment. He's hiding. Run he's for the border. Apparently playing WoW now. So oh, probably getting his DPS up. Sold him in. Um, <clears throat> so the future of Nova. Where do you see it going? The future of Nova? Yeah. Uh, I think it's still here at the Hyatt in uh, Reagan. Uh, I think we ex- the convention expands. Uh, I think um, we continue uh, playing, doing our 40K thing as uh, normal, you know. Uh, I think 8th uh, edition will come next year. Like, this will be our last 7th edition uh, thing. And uh, we'll just see what happens next year. I'm actually really excited, you know. So... Uh, I think we just continue expanding our numbers, the convention overall, and hopefully next year we'll get a lot more 40k people because maybe something new will be in the, in town. You know, as a man who is in charge of rules at Nova uh, for 40k, what is your current opinion on the state of 40k as a competitive endeavor? Um, you know. I love 40k. I really do. Uh, I think I think the two plus uh, rerolls is necessary because of the firepower of Tau. I think Invis is necessary because of the firepower of Tau and Eldar. I think Electro Displacement is a bullshit power, but you know, no one gets upset at Alpha striking your shooting phase. Uh, but apparently, once you do melee, oh my god, something's wrong with the game. Uh, I think the game, I I think the base rules are good. I think the deluge of stuff in 40K needs to be toned down a little bit more. Uh, I think uh, I, I, I always have said that uh, 40K has had busted stuff in every edition. It just, there's so much stuff in such a little time span for 7th edition that it just seems overwhelming to players, you know. Um, with that being said, I do love this game in its current 
role, I think it can be changed, you know, or you know, toned down a little bit. It's it's become a power struggle, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Ever since ever since Tower came out and shot everybody off the table in a turn and a half, um, <coughs> you saw. I mean, if maybe even before that, with like uh, a Beast Pack. Yeah. Dark Elder Beast Packs. Tower. With Fortune. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. So I mean. <clears throat> obviously there's a lot of talk about the game getting aos and by that I don't mean let's all just play whatever we want and just shake hands at the end of it and be friends because I think they learnt their lesson there with the General's Handbook and that has actually made the uh, Age of Sigmar pretty good as a competitive endeavour if I'm honest with you um, <clears throat> but 7th edition was pretty good as a competitive endeavour at the start um, yeah until Necrons came out <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think you're right in that like any system can be balanced, but it's when you start bolting things on top of it for like two years solid, that's when the strain kind of shows and the cracks kind of appear in the in the base rule set, and you can't really accommodate for them. And I think <clears throat> it'd be very yeah. interesting to see like even if they do like strip down the rules as is rumored, and you know do away with I mean, independent characters like they have done in Age of Sigmar. No I'm a hundred percent certain that the the deluge of release was uh, community based because during fourth, fifth, sixth, not even not sixth, uh, but but like third, fourth, fifth, you'd get two codexes released a year if yeah. you're lucky, you know, maybe three. Uh, so they they took that feedback and they were like, all right, well here's a whole bunch of shit, you know, <laughs> and players like. You know, sometimes we'd, we'd have taken like, that shit though. We didn't. It wasn't. I don't know if it was necessarily the fact that there was too much of it, but it's like we. The, the problem is they didn't like try to balance it yes. as they were releasing yes. it. You know, so like, is this G Games Workshop's fault? Yeah. Is this the players' fault for wanting too much? Maybe. You know, I'm not going to say yes to that, but like, there's oh, like, I, I, I. I there's someone at fault. It's most likely Games Workshop, but there's an argument that could be made that is the player's fault for wanting more quicker and Games Workshop not interpreting that correctly, you know? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if you took out three books, the game would be reasonably balanced. Um, and, and one of those books is a sixth edition book, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I still don't think they know how to balance their shit anyway. Um, I, I think what they're going to need to do, regardless of what changes they make to the core, whether they change the psychic phase, whether they change independent characters, buffing units, all that stuff. They can do all that stuff um, mm -hmm. because something else will just come along once like there's six supplements out and... You know, it's going to happen in Age of Sigmar as well with area of effect bubbles and stacking ward yeah. stays and all that kind of stuff. It's already happening that, now. There's like some that's my fear as well. Lists. Like so they like, reboot the edition, <coughs> they make it a new one, and then they're like, "All right, consistent, consistent, consistent." Necrons are not consistent. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, well, you were doing great, and then what the hell? You know, hey, so, you wanted us to nerf wave serpents. We nerfed wave serpents. Yeah, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, but, but why do we all have Eldar jet bikes in our lists yeah, now, you know? Yeah, so Yeah, so uh, I think they need to retrospectively go back and look at things. Um, I think that's going to be important to do. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we're going to have to do it some more, um, <clears throat> or not, as the case may be. And we can all play yeah. narrative, or we can just play uh, super hard-nosed rules as written, 40K. I mean, I hope we, I hope we go back to, like, Maybe not fifth edition rule set, but like the fifth edition tournament scene where like there wasn't well, a need for plays a narrative. And you mean, everyone's you mean just playing in the grand static? tournament, you know. Well, no, 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 no. I don't mean army wise where everyone's playing fucking grey knights, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean like everyone's said. in the same tournament. Like there isn't a need for a narrative. There isn't a need for like okay. the trios or the or thirty K. Like we're all just playing in a grand tournament because while there are some players that will take the, oh my God, I want to win, so I'm taking this awesome army list, that guy who's like, I play orcs, I just want to throw dice, doesn't feel like they have to avoid the grand tournament, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, the the disparity in power levels needs to be reined in. Yeah. Like, a good player is always going to be uh, you know, another guy. That's always going to be the case. But like, <clears throat> you know, the, you don't want people turning up to the table and knowing they have no hope in hell. Um, that's yeah. Always, exactly. That always sucks. Um, you know, like, I, oh, I can you remember. Won't. I can remember instances in sixth where literally you deploy knowing that your only chance in this match is rolling that six to seize. If you didn't roll that six to seize, then you're 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 done. And you're yeah. you're deploying to seize, and that that's that was just ridiculous as well. So yeah, we wanna we wanna try and play play a game where you can take any faction, you know, you can take a wider variety of units. That would be great as well, and that's better for business, right? You know, you don't want to. I mean, I I think right now you can take a wider variety of units uh, because formations are a thing, but. Uh, I think that there is a disparity, you know, like, because there are better formations, there are better detachments to take, there are better units, you know. There's always going to be uh, better ones, but it's like, there some, are always going to be some better make things. Others you know? completely fucking redundant, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I hope the future of 40K is that unified tournament mentality where it's like well i'm i'm gonna play in the gt because i want to throw dice and i'm not gonna care about my first round or two you know mm. and then round three on is gonna be amazing you know uh uh but i you know but who knows <laughs> yeah well, i mean they seem to be they seem to be doing better now anyway um in terms of like feedback and communication and willingness to actually communicate if you look at how they put together the uh how they put together the general's handbook for age of sigma that was a lot based on um the competitive scene feedback yeah um, that was awesome yeah so like the the the, the deals that they were offering for age of sigmar like oh these three armies won like separate awards at this event so why don't you go ahead and buy it as one deal you know yeah yeah that's awesome so and now obviously of course um games workshop are an official partner with uh, nova so yeah we, we should definitely talk about that because that's I fucking mean, exciting i got in my hands and, and, yeah i mean i got in my hands an ard case because uh i'm a, i bought my supernova 
So I got a free Ard case just because of that, you know. Which is pretty incredible, man. Like, who would have thought, you know, we'd be talking, if we spoke a year ago, <clears throat> and we were talking about Games Workshop, you know, providing yeah. prize support, actually flying people out to the event. Um, what is it? They yeah. do as well. The trophies. Oh, my God. Like, uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, I hope you send out the link of the picture that I sent you guys in the Skype chat. But uh, we got like 12 of those trophies from Games Workshop. And, uh, Ixnay on the 40, trophy A. I each want them. For, yeah, each 40K and 30K event gets three of them. So I know at, uh, at the Open, I'm giving away one of those trophies for the uh, champion, the guy who goes 8-0, uh, Battlemaster, so the most points, and then uh, Renaissance Man. You know, uh, It's amazing. Like Mike brought them back from England with him, and I'm looking at them like, is there a way I can take this home with me? Like, This is so cool, you know? Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. A year ago, if you were like Phil at Nova 2016, you're going to hand out trophies straight from Games Workshop. I tell you, you're full of it. <laughs> Crazy. Like, yeah, exactly. So yeah, man. I mean, it's an exciting time. I'm um, really looking yeah. forward to it. I mean, are the people going to be able to to watch from home? Because that was always uh, uh, so something I've we are for the past couple of years live stream. We are live streaming. Uh, we we set it up uh, pre Nova on my uh, my Twitch stream. It's a uh, uh, Twitch TV slash Rogue Trader Gaming. Uh, it worked before we got to Nova. Uh, today, the guy who's streaming it, David Gonzalez, uh, tried to get out to the internet, but it was getting him a splash page, and then the, he had to leave, and then the IT guy came and was like, no, you shouldn't get a splash page. So hopefully tomorrow, before the invite actually starts, we'll get our internet situation uh, figured out, but we 100% intend to stream this. So I'll most likely be posting it up in our DACA thread. I'll be putting it on Twitter. I'll be putting it in all the Facebook groups that I normally go to and post random 40k stuff too yeah. so uh we're gonna get that out there we want everyone to be watching the invite uh we want everyone to be watching the open you know uh we're actually talking about who we want to be on stream for round one round two round three of you know the open uh i think uh our first uh stream for the invite will be uh nick nanavati because he is our first seed because aaron aliong had to drop because of uh, work commitments, his work essentially took back his uh, his vacation time, and they were like, "You." So uh, Nick became our number one uh, seed. So I feel it's appropriate to have that as our uh, first round uh, in uh, first stream. So, uh, of course, yeah, the Invitational is something we haven't really spoke about. Um, Thirty-two players um, in a uh, single yeah. elimination format as well. Um, yep. And that's another another side of the the event which um, which people really enjoy, and that's kind of like it's kind of like getting to sort of like an esports level, I guess, for uh, for this stuff. The invitational, yeah. and you guys have been doing that for a while now as well. Yeah, uh, we've originally tried to have it like uh, winners of major events, you know, in the states or whatever. Uh, 
but what would end up happening is those winners are like, <coughs> well, I can't make it to Nova, you know. So it, it's um, now turned into more of a uh, do you place consistently and win GTs? Well, why don't you come in, you know, try to win a thousand dollars cash and uh, and a thirty two man single elimination event, you know. Mm. So uh, that that that's what the invite has turned into now. You know, it's it's very very cutthroat. We have some of the best players that have come that are coming to Nova in the event. You know. Yeah. So you got guys like, um, of course, Nick, uh, Frankie, Brett Perkins. Right. Who else is Brett Perkins? Yeah. Uh, who else would be a uh, major Sean name? Shushman. Matt Shuckman, yeah, he's uh, uh, there. Uh, Tyler's Necrons. Tyler DeVries, yep. yeah, uh, he's, he's in there. Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, I, I really want to say Aaron. It really sucks that he can't <laughs> be here. Like he's a, he was our number one seed. You know, yeah, it's like oh come on, an asterisk like, next to that uh, next to yeah. that win, unfortunately. Um, but it is yeah. what it is. And young Zach as well. Oh, Zach Palakonekis or whatever. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty Palikowski. good. Uh, I heard he won the Battle for Salvation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's another thing to enjoy. Um, so much stuff going on there at Nova. And, of course, um, the Nova Open Foundation, we spoke about at length during our Lost recording. Um, oh, yeah. So it would uh, be incorrect of me not to talk about it again now. Um so the so, Nova Open Foundation, tell us a little bit about that because that does a lot of good work. So the Nova Open Foundation is a, a formal 501c foundation. It's completely separate from the Nova Open, but all proceeds from the Nova Open goes to this foundation. So Mike Brandt, the guy who created Nova Open, is in charge of the Nova Open, and then there is a completely separate board of directors or whatever. I, I can't remember how they lead, but I'm pretty sure it's a board – of the charity and the charity every year creates these ra awesome raffles. Uh, and they like, um, this year they have a, uh, every year they create a couple of armies. And this year, I believe it's a, uh, Marine army and an orc army that are up for raffles. And what's also cool is games workshop has, uh, donated the Archimond or however you pronounce it. <laughs> Archeon. Archeon model to the Nova open to raffle off made by Duncan Rhodes himself. Like this guy, the, the games workshop Duncan painted this and it's going to be at Nova for you to be able to, you know, buy a raffle ticket off. And what's great about these foundation is, and these armies is you don't even have to be at Nova to win it. You, no. you can, I think they had, they sold an art. They sent an army to Tasmania one year. Like, this guy, Damn. random guy in Tasmania, place? bought a ticket. I don't know. I might be making this up, but I know some country in Africa, a guy bought a ticket, won, and they sent it to him. Like so, you don't. What I'm trying to say is, you don't have to be at the Nova to win the, these awesome things. God bless you, American great. people. God bless yeah. you. Tasmania and is a country that's in Australasia. Um, it's not even a country. I think it's a part of uh, Australia. You might have meant Tanzania, which is an African country. Um, I, I'm a little drunk, so I could have meant anything right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm not putting that down to alcohol. I'm putting that down to your Americanism. He's actually not part of England right now. Anything outside, outside of the, the United States. It's just 
Yeah. Doesn't register. <laughs> I know where the Mississippi is. That's all that matters. You know, the Mason Dixie so. line. That's that's all you know. Um, I mean, yeah. So I'm looking at the website now. You can buy you can buy raffle tickets for as low as a dollar each um, for these. Yeah. Armies. So the the armies are a dollar each. Uh, I believe Archimond is or Archimond or whatever his it's name five is. Bucks. It's uh, five dollars each, and that's where my twenty dollars this year went to. Uh, so is there a minimum spend on this? I've, I remember hearing there was a minimum spend. Uh, there's no minimum spend, I believe. Uh, you could put a dollar to the one army and still okay. be okay. You know? Well, yeah, uh, let's let's make it a minimum spend. Make sure you put at least 10 bucks um, into it. God damn it. Yeah. So, I mean, my guys... personal minimum spend is 20 Like, okay. And what did you, you spend know? $20 on? Uh, that dude on the dragon, the three-headed dragon. Oh, Ar- Archeon, not Archimon, right? Archimon's from, Archimon's from WoW there, sir. I mean, I don't really care. He's so cool that I threw money at him. I threw twenty dollars at my screen, and I got four tickets. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on the website. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, it's, uh, NovaOpenFoundation.org, uh, and you can still uh, buy tickets up to up until Sunday, this Sunday. Yeah, I believe. Uh, so yeah, get them now. Um, this podcast should be going up on Friday, so you should have a couple of days <clears throat> still to buy. Um, as I said, five five dollars a ticket. You can buy as many tickets as you want um, for Archeon. Um, oh no, they, Archeon only has two thousand tickets total. Boy, if anyone buys more than two thousand tickets, then I think you should just give them the uh, the thing. Right? As it is. Yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, the uh, the marine armies are up here. They're a dollar a ticket. There's all kinds of other stuff as well. Only one of them sold out at the moment. There's loads of yeah. cool shit up here. Every year, I decided I'm going to throw twenty dollars at something from the Nova Open Foundation, mm. and like, there's always something that I'm willing to spend twenty dollars on, you know, or like. So generally, most people I I talk to are spend about ten to twenty, you know, and it's it it always goes to a good thing. I think. I think the main charity is like Doctors Without Borders, you know, like that, that's, I'm more than willing to give them $20 and have a chance to win an awesome model or army, you know, so. So this year they're supporting Breast Cancer Research Foundation, uh, Doctors Without Borders and the Fisher House Foundation. Um, Yeah, the Fisher House is really cool. Uh, They give, uh, I believe they give housing to veterans, families that are like going through uh, hard times or no, uh, medical treatments and stuff. So like. It's really cool. Like, it's really great that uh, we're able to come out and play war games and then essentially give to charity as we're doing that, you know? Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, and obviously the the war gaming community and the 40K 40K community have always uh, been been very generous. So continue to do so and go out and support that shit because, you know, you you might win something super awesome. Yeah. in the process, it's four marine armies here, two of them, like some incredible display pieces, and you might just uh, win yourself an RK on the ever chosen Marshal of Chaos on uh, Dragor or Drogor, whatever the hell it's called, big three headed dragon thing that used to be a horse. You could win that for a fi- for five dollars, and they'll ship it to your house, no matter yeah, where it's... you live, whether that's Tasmania, Tanzania, the Moon, wherever the hell you live. That it's pretty amazing. To you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's awesome. So, <clears throat> so 
So I think that's about it. We've covered about it, pretty much everything. Um, all that is left is for you to sleep off your uh, your alcohol and uh, get running this tournament tomorrow. Yeah, I got to get up at like seven tomorrow and uh, set up for uh, the judges' table. And I just been told that I'm apparently running it by myself until about one a one p.m. tomorrow. So it's well, going to be awesome. Have fun with that, my good man. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> pray all of the technology works for you, uh, and the yeah. stream is up, and people can watch that. Uh, and yep. of course, uh, will the brackets be available to see online as well? The challenge is up for the Invitational. That's challenge.com forward slash Nova Invite 2016. Will that be updated as you go? That is my plan. Uh, I don't have a Torn of Fire or Best Coast Pairings or whatever ETC used for that, so my plan is to continually update that one so uh if you want to keep it be kept in form it's that uh that url you just said and yeah. then it's twitch.tv slash rogue trader rogue trader gamer <coughs> gaming road rogue trader gaming rogue yeah that's it trader gaming i'm going to type this out as i talk about it so that we can put it in the notes for the show and uh you'll be able to get everything nice and conveniently there so you can bookmark it for the weekend and follow along from the comfort of your armchair or on your travels um yeah. thank you very much phil for recording with us again uh, as i did no, mention thank you for having on. me again man um we did record with phil earlier and for some reason the file got corrupted um but it was great talking to you again and uh hopefully we can catch up after the nova and you can give us your feedback on how everything went yeah we will do not a problem man Jesse, how to. is your uh, leveling going in Legion? Oh, I'm level capped. I'm doing all my world quests and, and heroic grinds. Level You're level capped already? Of course I've been, I've been level capped since yesterday, Phil. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I only got to do like 75% of level 100, you know, so because yeah. Nova started. It's like, God damn, I can't bring my gaming computer with me. <laughs> See, Jesse is this... living the South Park episode right now. Right, um, <laughs> you guys, you guys were killing me. I was, I was in the middle of a heroic. I should be in, I should be in uh, voice columns with those guys doing my heroics, and instead I'm in here with you. So just, just remember, you're more I important. Mean, I you've already, you've already level capped anyway, so you know you're not, you're not, you're not pulling on my heartstrings, mate. Yeah, but I gotta. I gotta be ready to raid, son. I mean, also Jesse never pulls on my heartstrings, so because <laughs> you don't have a heart or a soul. I mean, I have a heart. I don't have a I soul. Didn't, I didn't know Phil redhead. was ginger. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, Phil is like Philip J. Fry. <laughs> I got my two liter of Shasta and my mixed tape of Rush. Let's do this. <laughs>